in the press, Lord. And they're pressing their way and it seems like the press is heavy. But God, I thank you that out of the press comes anointed oil. Oh, oil for use. Oil that anoints kings. Oil that changes battle results, God. Oil. So God, I thank you for the press. Because you're in the middle of the press with us. Oh, we glorify you in Jesus. Amen. And amen. And amen. Say, we ready for the word? Woo! Yes. Oh, Lord. Why do we feel like we're in limbo? Hey, like we're supposed to be lingering. Like what? Oh, Father, we glorify you. Do you just feel that little that it's like a, a lull? It's almost like I feel like, hmm. Come here, best friend. Can you, 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 you little enough. <laughs> but it's almost like I feel like, like God is doing this. It's like that rocking, like, it's going to be okay. I'm here in the press. I'm here. Just sway a little. Just, just feel him loving on you a little. Oh, It's like he's saying, hush. It's going to be okay. I never left you. I never will leave you. I held you then. I'm holding you now. I'm right there. And I'm going to love you until this thing change. And I'm going to love you till you get back to yourself. Because I'll never leave or forsake you. I don't know how it is to abandon my kids. I don't know how it is to walk out. But I got you. So Father, we thank you for your sweet spirit in here. We thank you for the courage and encouragement that you're giving us. That you've got us. That you've got this. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Well, let's try. Father, help. Amen. You may be seated. Grab your Bibles. We're going to do this in about 12 minutes. Y'all can hang, right? (laughs) You always want to give space for the Holy Spirit. You never want to discount the opportunity you have when the presence of God is in such a tangible way. You want to hold on to that and grab that. That will change your life in a second. So say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I can have what it says I can have. Today, I boldly declare, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. I better not go to sleep. (laughs) I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. And let the church say, Amen. I like that side over there. I'm going to preach over there. Well, Lord, I thank you. 
that you're just going to help me. That's all I'm going to say. Amen. All right, so we are in a new series. We are in a new series, and the series is called In. I-N, I-N. And Pastor Che has a lot of different things under that I-N, and my I-N, I'm going to work it, work it out today. So Matthew 28 is our foundational scripture. It's in, you know, all in. Why didn't you make a way to do this, this uh, little thing where I, I'm in, I'm out, I turn myself about, you know that? Y'all did that? Oh, I didn't think so. But you all have done Red Rover, Red Rover. Yes? Yeah. And you do these kind of games, right? All you millennials, you don't know nothing. All right. <laughs> Just playing. Matthew 28, 19. What does it say? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now the King James, the new King James says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go therefore, go there. Go there. You ever, you know, fighting somebody and say, you're not going to go there with me. Yeah, you're not going to go there because we talk about there's like a place I don't want you to take me. But if you take me, I'm going to go. But you got to be ready for me when I go there. <laughs> so I remember, um, you know, I used to wild out. You know what I'm saying? I know you cannot imagine that right now because I'm so calm and serene. It blows your mind, the composure that I have. <laughs> but I used to be wilding out, like really wilding out. Like, um, you know, I used to smoke uh, because I thought it was cool. And I was like proficient at smoking. So I could make little circles, you know. You know what I'm style? Make the thing look like Aladdin coming up, hold it. You know, non-smokers would not understand. It's okay, it's an inside party. Smokers Anonymous. <laughs> You know, and then I used to be a, like, I could curse, like curse, like, like string them together like harmonies. Sound like rhythm. Like you could just take a choir conductor and make this thing just shut down Carnegie Hall. I'd be like, move your... Don't need no conjunctions, just curse to describe everything I wanted to describe. Proficient and prolific. I mean, I could have been a rapper with my cousin. And then I used to, you know, be in the club. Getting tipsy. Be in the club. <laughs> Y'all learn about those club life. Okay. Yeah, I used to be in the club. And so you'd be thinking like, well, Pastor Sarah, you know, I was doing that too. Yeah, but I was 13 doing it. Oh, no, it, no it's a different, different, different thing. You see that? Ooh, judgment, judgment, judgment. 13, where are your parents, you bad little child? Where are your parents? Well, you all grown 13-year-old adults who still like to smoke, be in the club, cuss like it's going on. I'm just saying. I just did mine earlier at the right age. Mm. So I was wilding out. I used to take, uh, like I, I got upset with my French teacher because she kept kicking me out of class. And so I just took out all the t- uh, air out her tires. Yeah. So when she came out of school that day, it was flat on all fours. I was excited. She was upset. And um, she didn't know the better. So then I tried to set the house on fire one time. Oh, well. 
Then I broke the glass sliding doors because I was angry at Pastor Chase. So I took a rock stone, rock stone, who is a rock stone? stone? Took a stone and threw it and broke the glass. Why not? That's just what you do. I tried to stab him several times with a fork, with a knife, tried to choke him. Doesn't work. He's still here. He's like one of those dumb dolls that keep bouncing back up. <laughs> he just never does. <laughs> So, you know, it's safe to say I was wilding out. You know, I was wilding out, wilding out, wilding out. So, ran away from home. I uh, thought I could do it, do it on my own. And so, I ran away from home. I escaped this whole gang rape situation. And then I realized, I don't want to live this life. This life is not for me. I am just too cute for this life. This life is not. I don't want to do this. But I don't know what to do. I'm in this place called There. This place you don't want to go to. But I am actually there. And so I'm just existing. And, um, you know, I criticized all the Christians, you know. Because they were ugly Christians where I came from. You know, they don't put on no makeup. You know, they don't even, they don't press their hair. You know, the devil is in the pressing comb. I don't know. And so I used to look at them and go like, why do I want your God again? I was raised Rasta. So I'm like, we don't do church. We do 12 tribe, you know. And I said, your God, he keep you looking like that? Like, they said, you're going to hell. I said, cute hell. I'll work with cute and I'm going to hell. It's okay. I'm going to stay with Satan. I'm just going to stay with Satan. That's what I'm going to do. Because you all, the Pentecostals, apostolic faith, I don't know what, do you, why y'all look like that? So they couldn't really minister to me. So I was in the club one day when I ran away from home. Because that was my home of choice. And um, now you wonder, Pastor Sarah, how did you get into the club at 13? Because sin make you old. Okay? Sin make you look bad. And it make you age. So they didn't card me. I look like I belong. Yeah, imagine. No, they be carding me. (laughs) And now I look like 12. (laughs) Oh, believe your own press. Okay, so... So anyway, so I was in a club and my mom found me because she heard I ran away from home. And so she, she knew where to find me because that's where she was too. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, she come find me. We clubbing together. So she found me and, um, and so, you know, at that time she was on crack, right? So it's just normal to me, this, this, this life that I'm living, right? So I don't know that it's any different. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I know those are trick nights. You know what I'm saying? We, she's not going to be there. I'm not going to be there either because it's late, it's night, it's club night. None of us going to be there. We are doing our own different thing. And so this girl across the street, her name was Tamara Chung, Tamara Chung. And so when she found out another teenage girl had moved in, she came over and wanted to invite me to church, to a place called church. Wow. No. So I told her, no, I don't do church. Again, I'm 12 tribe. I only go, we grow the weed of wisdom in our backyard. That's what we do. We know how to tell the difference between cheap weed and good weed that's grown up in the mountain. And so, no, I don't really want to go to this church life. So I didn't, I told her, no, 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 no. And it's like over 90 days, I want to say every single week, this girl is inviting me to church. So finally she was like, well, what is it going to cost you? You're scared, you get saved, but you're not going to like threaten me with being scared because I ain't never scared you know I always like to fight I know it looks like I can't fight don't it it looks like you're like you're too cute to fight no I can't fight 
some things you don't want to try. <laughs> don't try me. Anyway, I got witnesses. Anyway, I don't fight now because I'm trying to stay out of jail. And y'all be embarrassed. Y'all give me bail money though, don't it? So anyway, so I, I end up going to the church. And I don't know what happened. I opened my eyes and I was at the altar saying the sinner's prayer. And I got saved. Like, saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. Fire baptized, Jesus on my mind. He my co-pilot all the time kind of thing. Saved, like real saved. So that was like a thing. But I realized that she kept coming. She went there. She went there. And so if you are going to go there, if you're going to obey the command, and I'm going to obey the command, go there. Go there. Go there to the place that you don't want to go. Go there to the people you don't want to go. Go there to the uncomfortable thing. And grab them. There's three things that have to happen when you're going to go there. Three things that happen. One, interruptions. You're going to have to interrupt your life. You're going to have to interrupt your life. Jesus interrupted his life. Jesus' interruptions had interruptions. Yeah, let me tell you what happened to Jesus and his interruptions. So one time he was out. He had fed some 5,000 people. You all know about that. This is like Mark um, 5. So he fed the people, got in the boat, came out along the side and is walking. And Jairus comes to him and says, hey, I need you to come heal my daughter. So he's going to go heal. And on his way to healing, the woman with the issue of blood interrupts him. So Jesus wasn't first going to Jairus. It's not like he had it on his calendar. But Jairus asked him, hey, can you interrupt your schedule? And then his interruption gets interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood. But the question we have to ask ourselves is, can we be interrupted? Because you see, I come from a culture where people are more important than routines. But in this culture, productivity is more important than people. I'm going to get it done even if it costs you. I'm going to get ahead even if I have to step on you. I'm going to get promoted if I have to push you under the bus. I got to get my job done even if it hurts you. Get it done, get it done, get it done. But God is saying, can you be interrupted? Or is he only able to interrupt you at 4.15 next Wednesday for 15 minutes and 20 seconds? Can he require anything of you or have you scheduled him so much in your day that he has no option but to wait on you when you're ready for him? That you and I limit our hearing ability and our sensitivity to him because we only have him in that early morning prayer time block. You know, Pastor Sarah, when I pray, I pray at the dawn when the ride of sun rises. I start first of all. But can God come to you on your government break? Your 30 minutes that you're going to have your whole 30 minutes. Can he come at minute 16 and say, hey, let me holler at you a second. Let me pray with you a second. And you're going to be like, oh no, we, we got the sushi right here. You can pray with me at a... During the work time. No, see, interruptions. Elijah, Elijah with the widow. God says to him, hey, leave the brook. Leave where you are. Go to this widow. Inconvenience yourself. Be interrupted with your plans. Can your plans be overridden? Can you go there for someone else? Or is it all about your schedule and your routine, and you get attitude with anybody who interrupts you. I see y'all on your job, so I don't know who it is, but boy, you'll be like, here they come again. 
if they just leave me alone. Don't they see I'm working? They're going to run me over by 5.05. I don't want to hit that traffic. Not even knowing if that's the there that God has put into your life to minister to right then. But you have scheduled him out. Interruptions, number one. Number two, inconvenience. You have to be inconvenient. So Tamara, she interrupted her day after school every day. Come at my door, knock, knock, knock. You coming to church Friday? You want to come to youth group Friday? It's really great. It's wonderful. Week after week after week until I just went. Whole life changed because she interrupted her life week after week for my life. Inconvenience. Well, after Tamara, then I went to church and I met my cell group leader, Mrs. Moore. And Mrs. Moore then took my brother, myself, and my sister, which is right here. She's right here. We lived there two years solid. Mrs. Moore took three of us. She has three kids, makes it six of us. Then she had a girl named Donna, a girl named Skyers, and a boy named Mark, which makes it nine of us that are living with her. In her, well, well, while we were there, she went through a divorce. Her husband left her. While we were there, they were married. And during that, pri- that time, she got divorced. And she supported us on her salary. Inconvenienced herself. And then would pu- pull me into the prayer closet five times a day. Five times a day, y'all. 12 a.m., 3 a.m., 6 a.m., then I had to go to school. After school, 3 p.m., then 6 p.m., then 9 p.m. Six times a day I had to pray. She would wake me up. Inconvenienced herself to train me in prayer. You think I fight these devils because I just woke up like that? I was trained like that. Because somebody was willing to inconvenience themselves to train me. So that I can inconvenience myself and train others. You see, you have to be interrupted. So here it is. Elijah inconveniences himself. Mrs. Moore was a family in our church. Inconvenienced herself. Not just for my family, but many families. But would you do that today? Would I do that today? Would I take three children whose parents are in music or on drugs and bring them up in my house around my children? Those children? Those bad influence children? Then she took my mother in, allowed her to dry out, discipled my mother. My mother got born again. Would you take a crack addict into your house? Inconvenience yourself. I'm talking about real Christianity though. See what I'm saying? I'm talking about real Jesus. Not talking about the Jesus that just wants the good people. That don't have any stain. That won't ruin their reputation. And we are more concerned with our reputation than we are the restoration of people. Now, there's times that we go there. We go there to get them out. We don't go there to go live. We don't have to become what we're trying to rescue. We go and we lead them to Jesus. But I just wonder, because I don't know why this pole dancing thing has followed me from Friday night. (laughs) Oh, something about that. I'm going to have to investigate. Um, I feel it over here. Y'all don't be judging me over here. Left hand side. Okay. But if somebody who 
was a stripper walked up in this church today in her strip clothes. Because see, see, I didn't have no church clothes. I told you I was a clubber. And I told you whatever I did, I did it at the, the highest level of maximum participation. Because I believe in excelling at whatever I do. So if I was sinning, I am excelling at sinning. Oh no, no half sinning. A plus. Other than school, excelling everything else. That's my, my motto at the time. So if, like I would walk up into that church and some people would be like, why is she having shorts in church? That's all I have in my closet. I mean, I have no clothes. Shorts is, is. Okay. If it bother you, buy me some clothes. We have somebody walk up in here today and they walk up in here and you can smell sex and alcohol and smoke on them. I don't know if she wants to, I don't want her to get on my clothes. I have on white today. Those are makeup. Come on, me. Why is she dressed like that? Lap cover, lap cover, lap cover. Bring the curtain. Wrap her up, wrap her up. Oh my God, make all the men close their eyes. Men, close your eyes, close your eyes. You're going to sin and go to hell. You're going to die, you're going to die. Her elbows are going to tempt you. Oh my God, oh my God. Her right angle is sending you to hell, guys. Foolishness. Just because you attracted to the person don't mean everybody attracted the person. And just because you sitting up there thinking about that don't mean everybody thinking about that. But if she came up in here, could we go there? Or would we move over and make her have four empty seats to herself? Girl, just relax. But we don't want to get close enough to what's dirty. We don't want to go there with people. What we like to do is judge and exact. And look for these perfect kind of Christian non-christians to save we want non-christians who act like christians so we can reach those to make them christians so we want to find a good person on our job that we can invite to church no no go find a hoe on your job go find a liar on your job find a person who keeps stealing your white out on your job we don't want to deal with the anger pieces and the, the depression pieces and the suicide pieces and the homosexuality pieces and the frustration pieces and the adultery pieces. We don't want to deal with that kind of stuff. We just want these pristine kind of people around us so we look good that we brought a good person to church. But what if you just go to your neighbor who is over there blowing that pipe and grab them? What if you go to that person who lip is black from, from weed and grab them? What if you go to that person who is over there abusing their wife and grab them what about them that are there why are we scared when we used to be there and somebody had to go there so we could be here oh so who are you going to go there for who can you interrupt your wonderful schedule for who could you inconvenience yourself for? Yes, that's your lunch plate. Could you give it away? So that they could actually see Jesus just for five seconds? Could you alter your life to go there? Because it says, go ye therefore to all nations. The word nation is people. There are nations around you every single day. There are nations in your workplace every single day. You know where a whole lot of nations are? Walmart. 
okay? The nation of there liveth at Walmart. If you are ever looking for that country, drive down to your nearest Walmart and find you a bunch of there. You know where there is Deep Ellum? Go there. You know where there is South Dallas? Go there. You know where there is? Right outside the street at the Grace Trap. Right outside here at Lifetime. Right outside here at Kroger. Right out there. There is always. Present. Go there. The last thing is this. An invitation. So you got to be interrupted. Then you got to be inconvenienced. Then you got to invite. You have to invite people to this Jesus that has changed your life. I don't know about you, but this is how girls operate. Okay? When we find a good sale, this is what we do. We text and say, hey, let me tell you something. Shoes are off. Blah, 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 blah. No, I'm going to buy the red one. Don't be doing that around the red one with me. Or if you buy it, don't wear it when I wear it. But listen, 40% off. You want me to pick you one up? Cash out me the money back. That's what we do. When something's good, we got to share it. We got to tell it. But all of us have this Jesus that's changed our life. And we look like we need a witness class. Well, when I get trained in evangelism, then I will go and reach them for Jesus. I will, I promise. Child, please. All you got to do is testify what you do know. Don't testify what you don't know. Don't make up something like, you know, Pastor Evan was talking about the Greek word, the exegesis of that word was over there in the New Testament and the Old Testament. It's the same Greek word for walk, right? No, you don't know none of that. So don't be trying that. Just go there and tell him, listen, I want to tell you something. I was a hoe, but I'm a hoe no more. That's it. You want to know how I got unhoeing? Let me tell you how I got unhoeing. This is what happened. One day, I met Jesus. And he was like, girl, you're not a hoe. And I was like, that's what I was thinking on the inside too. But I need somebody to tell me. See, this is what happened. We're in John 4, verses 1 through 42. And so Jesus is out there at the well. And he already know at this time, nobody's supposed to be at the well. Nobody's supposed to be drawing water at the well at this time. So Jesus wants some peace and quiet. Even Jesus wanted to get away. He sent his disciples away. All of them. And so they were gone. And so Jesus was at the well chilling. He's like, man, whew, peace and quiet. Then here she come. Oh, here she come. Watch out, boy. She is eat you. <laughs> ah, stop it. Okay. I don't know why second service be doing this. You know, let me, let me stop discerning. So anyway, anyway, what had happened was she rolled up in there and she come and you know, he, you know, he started talking to her. And, you know, the more he starts talking to her, the more she begins to reveal who she is and the more he begins to be revealed to her. And so he starts out talking to her and, you know, she says to him, you know, hey, I discern, you're a Jew. Jews don't have nothing to do with Samaritans. You know, why are you asking me for water? You know, we don't talk to each other. And he was like, if you know who asked you for this water, girl, you give him water. No, Jesus didn't do it like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. So anyway, so Jesus begins to talk. And the more that he has interrupted, the more he's inconvenienced because he had a quiet space around him. 
is the more she's getting this invitation into the greatest story ever told. She's getting revelation to who she is. Because she's getting the revelation of who he is. And she says to him, Jew. And then after he corrects her and says, hey, if you knew who was asking for this water, she said, but sir, but sir. And she calls him sir twice. And then he, see, he, he tells her, hey, no, you're not the wife of one husband. You've had five husbands. And he goes, oh, you're not just a Jew. You're not a sir. I stayed at that sir level twice. You're a prophet. And then she realizes, oh, you are the Messiah. The one we've been expecting. You see, the more she was invited in, the greater the depth of relationship. The greater the depth of relationship with Jesus she had, then she found her purpose and calling. Because the Bible says she dropped her water pot and she turned around and said, I need to go interrupt my water drawing she's still going to have to come get water but at that moment she says but there's some other people i know that are there i came to this well there outcast judged minimized exiled i'm there but somebody interrupted their life. Somebody inconvenienced their life. Came to my there. Invited me in. And now I have thrown down these water pots. Interrupted my schedule. I'm going to leave them there. And inconvenience myself. And I'm going to go and tell them. Come see a man. Who told me all that I've ever done. Come see what is changing my life. Come. So the invited now became the inviter. Oh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This is what it says in John 4 verse 40. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they urged him to stay with them. So he's already inconvenienced one time. No. They've begged him, stay again, stay again, change your schedule, change your schedule, change your schedule. Stop being so, mm, trying to find a holy word for it. Come, Sarah, come. No. Stop being so asinine about it. Where you're so, your life has to be so dogmatic and rigid that God cannot interrupt you. We are to go, not stay. Go, ye therefore. Go, ye therefore. And he stayed two more days. And because of this, the Bible says, because of this and his words, Many more became believers because he stayed extra. Because he's added, brought it to it. Because he added more. Then they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. We heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is a savior of the world. So my question to you is, he's commanded us to go there. 
Who do you know that's there? Who do you know that is struggling with something and they, you know, what you've said to them is, I'll pray for you. Because that's the easy cop out. But do you really pray? No, no, I need to know that because see, I, I, I know this is to be real. So I used to work for AT&T a long time ago. I used to be the person you hang up the phone on. You know, like, hi, this is Sarah Connor. It's not a real call. There's no Sarah Connor and they hang up the phone. And then I would like to sell you services. And then I work for American Airlines, you know, so telemarketing, they hang up, right? So if you're like that person and they say, hey, can you pray for me? Yeah, I'll pray for you. Do you really? Or do you not fulfill the assignment? Do you just hang up on that prayer and just put it down? Or do you actually pray? Because I know a lot of people that say, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Like when I do those prayer things on my, my Instagram, I write out every single prayer. 300, 400, 500 prayers. Because if I just say I'm going to pray for you and I don't pray for you, boy, I beat myself up about it. I got to pray then, pray right now, pray immediately. I don't want to forget because your, your thing could be hanging on my ability to interrupt myself for one minute. 60 seconds of agreeing with you in prayer could change your whole life. Than me just flipping you off going, hey, you know, it's your problem. I pray when I pray. I make you feel like I'm praying, but I'm not praying. So I'm asking you, are you just getting out the shortcut way and saying, hey, I pray for you, or you, can you go there? Can you interrupt yourself? Can you inconvenience yourself? Can you invite them? Easter is coming up. Best time to invite people. You know why? Because we get to reveal this Jesus that we know. We get to reveal his love, his generosity, his kindness, how unconditional he is. We get to present him. And as representatives of the word, the Bible says that we represent him. We what? Represent him to the world. Right? That's what we do. So we get the opportunity to do that. So we want you to think of somebody. Who do you need to invite to Easter? Who do you need to reach out to that's there? That maybe you don't have all the words. But you can just say, come see a man. Come experience a God. Come see a movement that is changing my life. We will build up all the words and try and create an atmosphere to help you lead them to the Lord. But who do you know in your realm of influence that you need to invite? Can you think of them? We'll pray for them right now. Think of them. I'll give you 10 seconds. 9, 8, 7, 6, 1. You got that person in your mind? Everybody got somebody you know. I'm not talking, I need you to go like highway byways. You need to go to them, them weird people. You know the people you know struggling. The people that are hiding but struggling. You see them. They have bags under their eyes when they come to church or when they come to work. They're spaced out. They, they, they look lost. They're talking to you, but they're not here. Those people I'm talking about. The people that come in and their clothes are disheveled and stuff because they just barely got out of the bed. And we're looking at like the clothes are crushed. No, they won't go make it today. But they're here. Reach out to those kind of people. You got that person in your mind? All right, let's pray. Father, thank you. And for every person that is in our hearts and in our mind that we're thinking about, I ask you, Lord, to give us the wisdom and the words that we need to say. That, Lord, your Holy Spirit will just connect and agree with our words as we try to draw them onto you. To let them see 
Come see a man that has changed everything that I've done. Come see a God that has changed who I am and continues to change me. I thank you, Lord, that we won't be afraid of the there. I thank you, Lord, that you can trust us to go. We don't have to conform. We don't have to acquiesce. We don't have to get entangled. But we can testify of the God we do know. We can tell our own story. We can tell our own moments where you've showed up at the well and caused us to leave our water pots and changed into something else that we never thought was possible. And so God, I ask you that as we go out this week and the following weeks leading up to Easter, that you will help us to have that burning desire to keep reaching others for you to empty hell and to fill heaven. This is our great commission. This is our great command. This is the purpose of Word of Truth Family Church, to know Christ and to make him known. Help us to make him known. In Jesus' name, amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today's a good day. Maybe you need to leave your water pots today and be transformed by...